and welcome to the Vexillogicast. From the professional home of the late Alan McDermott, a Nobel laureate from New Zealand, I'm Simon the Cannibal. On today's episode, as you may have guessed, I'm going to be talking about the New Zealand flag referendum, and a bit more about the New Zealand flag in general. Before we get to that, I have a couple of announcements. First up, I intended to do an episode on changing South Africa's flag today, but in researching that, the story is actually pretty short. Yes, there was a contest, yes, there were a couple of things, but it came down to one gentleman coming up with the flag and everyone going, hey, that works, and that is the current South African flag. So not exactly the compelling story that I was hoping that it would be. Instead, I think episode 24 is going to be on the recent bout of proposed changes for the UK flag had Scotland left the Union. I think that could be a lot of fun, and we would get to see some of the interesting variants on the UK flag that were proposed but obviously not adopted. My second announcement is going to come as a disappointment to one particular listener that this episode is not going to be in verse, although I reserve the right to release an episode 23A that is the New Zealand flag referendum in some form of poetry. The third and final announcement is that hopefully you can check your podcast player right now and check the information file and see images of the flags that I'm going to be talking about. I went through and updated the RSS feed such that it has images embedded in it. The only thing is I haven't met anyone who has iTunes for whom this has worked, so I'm sorry if you use iTunes to listen to podcasts. I can't get images of the flags onto your phone. In addition to updating the RSS, I've updated the website such that if you listen to the Vexillogicast on the website, there is now direct links to the MP3s on the index page. And I hope that someday in the future, I will be able to add transcripts of all the episodes so that it's a little bit more searchable and I can find what I've already talked about without having to listen to every episode. Speaking of website changes, of course, you can find more information about today's episode on vexillogicast.com. That is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T dot com. And discussion can be found in the subreddit r slash Simon the Cannibal. As I'm fairly certain that anyone listening to this podcast is aware, New Zealand is currently going through a flag referendum to determine whether or not it should change its flag. To go through a brief bit of history, in 1834, there existed a... uh, A prototype flag, a Maori flag, something that would represent the island among the nations of the world. And this flag pops up a couple of times throughout the history of New Zealand. The one that they really settled on was what basically boils down to a white ensign with kind of a red cross on blue with stars in the quarters in the canton of it. Nothing spectacular, but something that would represent New Zealand and the Maoris living there. Of course, this didn't stick around for too, too long, uh, New Zealand becoming a colony of Great Britain. And in 1867, we start the process of New Zealand kind of just falling forward or falling into Blue Ensign territory. First, it starts out with just a Blue Ensign, a plain Blue Ensign, then they add an NZ, as in New Zealand, to differentiate it from the Australian Blue Ensign and that sort of thing. And then you see a Southern Cross, that is the four stars, appear on it, and sometimes in a white circle, sometimes 
as the four stars. And it was really solidified as four red stars with white membriation in 1869. That's when you see this, again, blue ensign that they have today come forward, although it wasn't officially adopted until 1902. So again, it was kind of this falling forward towards the flag, not an official, hey, this is the flag we should use until 1902. The current blue ensign of New Zealand was flown during the Battle of Gallipoli. And so there's a lot of New Zealand pride kind of wrapped up in that and other World War I battles. And, and this is where you'll see some of the objection to changing the flag come from. That these great battles that New Zealand was part of, or New Zealand soldiers were part of, were fought under the current flag of New Zealand. In the 1970s, you start to see the first, hey, we should really change the flag. This is after Canada had its great flag debate, and a lot of other British colonies were changing their symbols such, such that they were no longer identifying as British colonies, but instead as independent nations. But obviously nothing really took hold. And in the decades since the 1970s, there have been several pushes to change the New Zealand flag, both inside government and in the private sector, including a massive independent contest in the 2000s. In 2014, kind of mirroring the changes we've talked about so far, the Prime Minister John Key said that should he be re-elected, should his party be re-elected, they would work to change the flag of New Zealand, or at least hold a referendum. And this referendum would go in two stages. In November of 2015, they would have a, which flag would you like to see go against the current flag? And in March 2016, it'll be a head-to-head, -head, the possible change against the current flag of New Zealand. As with all of these changes, there were several reasons to change. First and foremost among those, according to most people who have talked about the New Zealand flag, is the similarity to Australia's flag. The New Zealand flag has four red stars, vimbriated white, and the Australian flag has six white stars, including a Commonwealth star, that have more points and that sort of thing. But long story short, it's very, very similar to the New Zealand flag. And John Key, the Prime Minister, laments that he's often sat under the Australian flag when he's visiting foreign nations due to whatever oversight. In addition to the overwhelming similarity to its neighbor, the current New Zealand flag is definitely a colonial flag, harkens back to when the UK owned New Zealand. And a, a final reason, or a, a third reason, to change the flag is that it is that it currently excludes the Maori population of the island and is not inclusive. We've seen these arguments before, and I think they are compelling arguments. Those wishing to keep the flag argue that changing the flag is going to cost too much. Apparently, the referendum is going to cost around $26 million, and then who knows how much it's going to cost to refit everything with the new flag should a new flag be chosen. Obviously, there is history behind the current New Zealand flag. Many people contend that it already represents New Zealand as a nation. It already represents the majority peoples on the island, and those people are of British descent. And, of course, the army argument where soldiers have fought and died under the current flag of New Zealand, 
and so why should it change? All those arguments together did not stop John Key from putting together a 12-person panel and soliciting flag designs for this referendum. The number I keep seeing bandied about is 10,292 entries, all of which are available to view online, and I'll have a couple of links for that, from which a 12-person panel drew a long list of 40 flags, from which they then pulled a short list of four flags, which they added one more flag to due to popular pressure. To back up just one moment, this 12-person panel was often lambasted because it didn't include anyone with a background in graphic design or vexillology. Instead, it was made up of prominent members of different communities who may not be the best to judge the aesthetic qualities of a flag. And I think that's a fair assessment given the entries that they chose for the long and short list. Additionally, and I probably should have mentioned this during the reasons to change the flag, is that a black flag with a silver fern on it has been used as a shorthand image for most of the professional sports teams in New Zealand and as an iconic image to represent New Zealand generally, including when some New Zealand athletes attended an Olympics games that New Zealand was officially boycotting. They used this silver fern on black and they added the Olympic rings. So this silver fern is already kind of a, hey, we don't have a great flag. We need to differentiate ourselves somehow from Australia. Let's use this silver fern flag. Interestingly, the silver fern flag did not make it into the finalists as a white fern on a black flag due to the stupidest reason possible, which is a similarity at a distance to the ISIS or ISIL flag, which is a Muslim terrorist group that also uses a black flag with a white logo on it. Anyhow, yes, the 10,000 entries had quite a few amazing flags in it. Some just really good, some crazy. The one that everyone mentions, of course, is the Kiwi with laser beam eyes. A lot of internet meme flags like um, Pepe the Frog and whatnot. But those were whittled down to 40, a lot of which had ferns on them, silver or otherwise. A lot of them also had a spiral called the Koru, which I really like as a symbol because it is, among other things, a fern un unwinding. Uh, it can mean like a, a ram's horns. It can be a wave. It's just a, a lot of things that it could represent or be all in one image, and it's a very unique image. It doesn't look like anything that is on any other flag. Of course, the Southern Cross was prominently featured, as were the colors red, blue, and black. And I think one of the favorite flags of the 40, or one of the more interesting flags of the 40, was the Black Jack flag, which is kind of a modified blue ensign, except it's a black ensign and they changed the union flag in the canton such that it had like spirals coming off of it just an interesting design flag i don't know that it would be a good flag but it was just an interesting image um and of course i will have links to that so yes this 12 person panel then decided on four flags a 
counterchanged silver fern, where it was split diagonally, one half being a black fern on a white diagonal corner, and the other half being a white fern on a black diagonal. Two silver fern flags by a gentleman by the name of Lockwood, one of which was black with a white fern diagonally across the flag and a blue field with four red stars in the Southern Cross, and the other being red than a white fern and a blue field with red Southern Cross stars. So again, it was the same flag, except one had black towards the hoist and one had red towards the hoist. And the final design that the committee chose was a Koru spiral, also affectionately called the Hypno flag, which has white towards the hoist going into a spiral and then black towards the fly. And I personally really like this flag, especially since it's easily transferable into a square flag or a flag of different dimensions. And it's easily picked out on a world stage. You can say that's definitely the New Zealand flag. When they presented these four flags to the public, there was some public outcry because a popular favorite flag, the Red Peak flag, was not included. The Red Peak flag is a, a little bit difficult to explain. Imagine a vertical bicolor of black and blue. And on top of that, there is a white triangle covering most of it, such that now you have a black triangle, a white chevron, and a blue triangle. And on the white chevron, you have a red triangle at the bottom. Again, tough to describe, I'm sorry, but a unique flag nonetheless, and one that the committee was pressured into putting on the final ballot. After a lot of discussion, and after everything was said and done, these flags were put up for a vote with a preferential voting system with instant runoff voting, which as someone who likes voting systems, it was very interesting to me to see it being used in this way. And I, I really like it. Um, what they ended up doing was you rank your preferences one through five. And then if your first preference doesn't receive enough votes, it's taken off the ballot and they add your vote to your second preference. And if that doesn't make it, they add your vote to the third preference and on and on until one flag gets a majority of votes. In the first round, the Lockwood silver fern flags, both the black, white, blue, and the red, white, blue received over half a million votes. Red peak received 120,000 votes. The counter changed silver fern received about 80,000 votes and the Koru unfortunately, only received about 50,000 votes. The Koru was eliminated from voting, and the votes of the people who voted for the Koru were then redistributed, and unfortunately, the counter-changed Silver Fern was eliminated, and those were redistributed, and the Red Peak didn't make it, and the Red Peak's votes were redistributed, such that, in the end, the Black, White, Blue Silver Fern eked out a victory over the red, white, blue, silver fern with 50.58% of the vote after four rounds of elimination. I personally don't think it's all that great of a flag, but I can see why people liked it, especially if they already like the flag of New Zealand, which apparently a lot of people do. 
despite the problems that it has. And again, in March of this year, 2016, there will be a second round referendum where they will pit the current flag of New Zealand, and that is the blue ensign they currently have, against the black, white, blue, silver fern flag. I have a suspicion that the current flag of New Zealand will win over this flag because the black, white, blue, silver fern flag isn't really compelling, and I think that the people who voted for it voted for it because it was already like the blue ensign. But I suspect that we will see in a couple of months what exactly happens, and I will definitely uh, report back to you on the Vexillogicast. That being said, as always, there are some good links out there for you to follow. Flagdesign.nz as a blog that is keeping track of everything, and I'll have a, a bunch of links to other references for you to check out. So head on over to vexillogicast.com, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T.com for more links. The subreddit r slash Simon the Cannibal for discussion. Hop to Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and all those other good things to, uh, to interact with me in whatever way you so choose. Again, I'm not certain exactly what I'm going to do for episode 24, but of course episode 25 will be the next in our series on U.S. states. But until next week, thank you for listening, and best wishes from the Vexillogicast.